and we're back. Episode five. Dang. I'm probably gonna have to stop saying episode this, episode that, but you know, five. It's a it's a very important number for me. It's been one of my favorite numbers for a long time. It's a number I wore in high school and you know, I've just always loved it, you know. I have Roman numeral five tatted on my leg. Um, I'm not going to say that this is going to be like a super important uh, episode, but I do think that five is a big thing for me because I didn't even think I was going to make it to one. I thought after the first one of these, I was going to be, um, you know, I don't know. I I didn't really give too much thought about it, but, you know, we're here now. It's been quite interesting with how well this podcast has been getting received by people in general not just like friends and family but like anybody and you know the channel is growing little by little which is awesome Uh, it means the world to me to be able to say that to be able to say I have support and I'm so thankful for every one of you guys whoever takes the time to watch these videos or likes anything or even comments or subscribes even even if you don't watch it and you just subscribe to show support that's awesome so i went live on sunday um on my instagram and it was it was a lot of fun uh, we talked about a lot of just random things whatever was on our mind that day and you know i think i'm going to do that more often so if you don't already follow me on instagram go ahead and follow me on instagram i'll put obviously it's always in the bio or the description uh the link to this channel is in my bio on my Instagram, but yeah. So in the description, my Instagram handle will be there. You can check me out there. Um, debating if I should start a Twitter or not. You know, it is what it is. I might, I might just do it just because, just to help with the channel. But um, I think today's topic. I was thinking about it while I was running today, and I, I think we're going to talk about complacency. Complacency is. Uh, it's a big part of, I think, everyone's, you know, mindset. And I mean, I get complacent. Everyone has a, uh, I guess you could say, a, a habit of being complacent. You know, the idea of being complacent is not something that people even take into consideration because it's just something that happens without even really doing anything or thinking about it. And for me, I've had trouble being complacent when it comes to not really work but like things that I want to do like ventures outside of work personal stuff um you know for the longest time I didn't I didn't want to get a new car because I just was like "Eh, I'll, I'll be fine with my with the one I have now and you know I finally two years ago got a car and it's been awesome and my lease is up this year and I'm trying to decide what I want to get next and I Should have already had it locked down and ready to go once the lease is up, but I still don't. And trying to decide what I want to do and where I want to go with that, but it is part of just who I am because I've got so much other stuff I'm worried about. Um, I feel like a lot of complacency comes from, I don't want to say being afraid of change, but maybe making decisions. I know a lot of people have a, a hard time making decisions when it comes to anything really um you know there's always that that joke like when you're in a a relationship like your girlfriend or whatever doesn't want to doesn't know what they want to eat I mean that's complacency but it's also like indecisiveness I guess indecisiveness is kind of hand in hand with complacency I I guess I could say I get complacent with a lot of the personal stuff like I just get too comfortable I get too comfortable in what I'm doing I just feel like oh it's working for me now and you know, when I need to um, get to the to whatever I need to get done, once it, once I get there, I'll, I'll handle it when I get there. But it's also like you want to have some sort of strategy, too, when it comes to whether it be tasks or um, little things like with this podcast, even like when I said I wanted to start it months ago or even a year ago, I just kept telling myself, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I just never did. I got complacent. I just got complacent with being in the same uh, lane that I was in for the longest time. 
and now I'm so happy that I started it, but now I feel like I'm getting complacent with other things. Like, um, I think I told you guys I want to invest in a camera, but right now I, I, after saying that and I kind of put it in my head and I put it out there in the universe, I told myself I need to start either putting away a little bit of money every, every month until I have enough to get a camera or I just, you know, bite the bullet and get one. But right now I just don't see the necessity, 100% necessity. I'm doing fine with my computer, handling all my, my videos and stuff like that and then filming on my phone. So, you know, right now I'm okay. Uh, I've taken care of a lot of the complacency that I had. Like I knew my laptop prior to starting this channel was on the fritz and I didn't get it figured out until like episode two or three. Like it, it just, it is what it is. Like I didn't, I didn't think about it until it, it happened and I should have done it sooner that way I could have already been further along but I'm learning I'm learning every so often but other things that I wasn't complacent with was when I started the channel I you know I immediately got a mic because I figured it would help the, the quality of the sound thankfully my friend Juan got me the the light that you guys see um, with the lighting in the video it just helps out the quality so much more too and you know, I was able to kind of make a schedule so that I can film on a certain day every week, no matter what, and I have time to edit and things like that. And I would rather have done that instead of how I probably would have done it was like film whenever I could and put it out whenever I could, however I could. But now it kind of keeps me accountable. It keeps me accountable to know, okay, this day you have to film, This by this time you have to be done editing before you go back to work, and it has to be ready to be live the next day it has to be ready by basically the night before. That way, once I wake up, I can just make it live, already done and set. No, have, don't even have to worry about it. So, I've gotten a lot better when it comes to complacency. You know, but in other aspects of my life, I, I don't think I, I don't think I've gotten much better. Uh, when it comes to like my own fitness. I know a lot of people come here to this channel because they want to hear more about fitness too because you know that, that is who I am. I, I'm a personal trainer and massage therapist by trade and that's like what I do for a living. And obviously like with personal training, I also do like coaching and stuff like that. And I think I would say I get complacent when it comes to my own goals and like recovery and stuff. If you know me well enough, like some of my friends do, I don't really take days off. You know, I, I wear myself into the ground and I just kind of get into this monotonous routine and I just am like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'll be okay. I'll take a day off when I need to and such and such. But that's not really the best method to go about your own personal health. Like, yeah, it's great to work out. It's awesome. You should be focused on your health and fitness because that is part of your life. That is well, part of my life, I'm saying. Um, I'm speaking, obviously, for myself. I don't really know what other people do. I'm just speaking for myself. But it is part of my life, it's who I am, so I need to kind of make sure I do take care of myself, otherwise, I don't know how much longer I could do this. And I was thinking about it today, like while I was running, um, like my legs were just shot. My legs were super shot and I've been trying to figure out ways to recover as best as I can without taking much time off, because I just don't like taking days off, I don't like taking days off from running at least or even working out or training it's just I don't know I get like anxiety I get like anxious when I don't train and you know it's not a good uh, quality to have even speaking from my own personal perspective I'm just not a uh, I'm not a good example when it comes to making sure you take care of your body and taking rest days when needed, I push myself to the limit and sometimes I overexert it and I overtrain quite often. So I get complacent when it comes to my own recovery and I know I shouldn't. You know, we've talked about on this channel about my uh, ice bath, uh, my, ice, my love for ice baths. It's so funny because I haven't done one since the last time I talked about it on that podcast episode. It had to have been one of the first or second episodes and I haven't done one since. I just, I don't know. I know I should be doing them every week, but I haven't. And it's definitely wearing on my body and I can feel it. 
which probably means tomorrow I should do an ice bath. And I probably will. So hopefully I feel a little bit better after tomorrow. Um, it's mainly just my legs. Like, yeah, I work out every day, but I still get sore. I still feel worn out. And again, it also does go hand in hand with sleep. I don't sleep much. So that also wears me out. And I know I should sleep more. I know I should truly take more pride in, you know, rest. Sometimes I just, I'm either caught up on a show on Netflix, which right now I'm watching 13 Reasons Why, which I know has been out for a while, but I just decided to start watching it and it's got me pretty hooked. I started like last Friday and I'm on already like season, the middle of season three and there's like 13 episodes per season and they're all like hour long. So I've been watching too much of that show and I, it happens, you know, I, I fall in love with the show and I just watch it until it's done. Like I finished Game of Thrones all like after it was all done, I just decided to watch it and I finished it in 10 days. It was like the beginning of quarantine. I don't think I was really working that much back then. So I was just watching the show and hanging out with my kids and working out. So I finished all of those episodes in like 10 days. It's pretty crazy, but again, it just comes with putting other stuff aside and being complacent. I just, I got complacent with watching the show when it was out because it's so funny. Everyone always asks me like, why don't you watch Game of Thrones? It's definitely down your alley. Like I love all the, the knights and the kings and different houses and, you know, um, middle earth times and dragons. Like I love all that stuff. I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to watch it. Like everyone else is all hooked on it and, you know, going crazy about it. I just will wait till it's all done and then I'll watch it. And I did and it was fun, but then I, because I binged it, I missed out on all the other stuff, you know, rest took a back seat and kind of like right now, rest has been taking a back seat because I've been watching this show so much, but it's just part of human habit. Like we all become complacent and I think it even becomes complacent when it comes to work in some cases. Like I know a lot of my friends are working dead end jobs and they're not happy but they're like, oh, it's a paycheck, I'm surviving. And right now it's different because of COVID and quarantine. It's The world is kind of in limbo state right now. But they've been working in that job for a long time and they haven't been happy for a long time. And it's not that they're not qualified to work another job, they just are being complacent and happy with where they're at. And it's, it's not who I am, I can't do that personally. So I'm always the voice of reason trying to tell people to get out of whatever job they're doing if they're not happy. Like, why would you wake up every morning, get dressed, and go to the same boring job if it's not something you want to do? And I'm not saying every job is boring or working at a desk is boring, because it could be really cool depending on your coworkers or what job it actually is, but I'm saying for the people who are saying that they don't enjoy their job and don't see that there's much growth coming from it, like, why would you want to invest your life and your time into that when when you're not going to go anywhere, when you're not even being happy, why would you not want to be happy with something you do every single day? Complacency, simple as that. So if I do have a friend that has been asking like, damn, I, I don't know what to do. Like, what should I, what should I do? I don't want to work this job anymore. I just tell him, go look for another job. Either find something that you want to do or just find something different. If you're not happy, find a different avenue. Like, there's nothing wrong with job experience. You know, people aren't going to be mad that you jump from job to job. I know most jobs, in fact, actually appreciate if you've had job experience. Not that you've worked like three days per job, but if you've spent some time at a job and moved on to another one because you just wanted to experience more of life, most places will look to you for, I guess, more of an opportunity to get hired because you do have job experience. You have like work experience and life experience, human experience. I got a lot of jobs because of that. I was working like three jobs at one point, and then when I applied for another job after I stopped working some of those jobs, you know, it shows I'm like, oh, this this kid's a hustler. This kid knows how to hustle and grind, so why wouldn't I not hire him? And it worked out, you know, then I left that job or whatever it was, and now I'm, like I said, I'm fully committed to my career, and I have been for a while. You know, I started training people in like 11th grade of high school. I started training underclassmen in 11th grade, and then senior year I was training 
underclassmen as well as incoming eighth graders coming to be freshmen. Um, so I always had a background in training and you know making sure that fitness has been part of my life since. And even though I wasn't certified back then, I, I knew what I was doing. I did enough research and I read magazines and all that stuff. Like obviously we didn't have much back then compared to what we do now. Instagram was not even, there was not even like a fitness world in Instagram back then. It was just, it was like a blog, like a personal blog that you would post. So uh, there wasn't even that. YouTube was kind of where I got a lot of my knowledge from. So it's kind of cool to be able to see the growth of YouTube and even the growth of the fitness industry because people have popped up that have been doing it for years and you're like, oh yeah, I remember him or things like that. But like I remember posting like fitness stuff on Instagram back in like 2013, like years ago, years and years and years ago. And it's funny to think about it now because now like everyone posts something related to fitness. Like I don't know many people that really have no fitness content or have not even just talked about fitness on their Instagram or their personal social media. Like I know a lot of people, I mean, not everyone. I'm, I'm not saying a hundred percent of the people I know do that. Cause I have friends that were, that are in different walks of life, different avenues. And it's all cool. Like I like, I follow those people and I'm friends with those people because they bring something different to the table that I'm not already surrounded by. You know what I mean? Like for me personally, I'm, I'm so engulfed in fitness that I wouldn't want to just follow per like strictly fitness pages. I couldn't do that. I have, I know some people that do and it's cool because it's like, Oh, it's motivation. It's, it's, it gives me ideas of what to do and things. That's cool. More power to you. I can't. Most of those people aren't fitness professionals per se. They don't work in the industry like I do or have for as long as I have. So I, I guess it makes sense why they follow nothing but fitness because it's a part of their life that they're not always involved in because if they were in a job of music, I'm sure, yeah, music is kind of one of those ones where you do want to stay in the loop and stuff, but maybe like art. You don't want to always look at other people's art because then you're going to lose creativity. So I'm sure a lot of artists don't look at other art because they don't want to see other people's work. They want to come up with stuff that's fresh, that's new, that's different. I'm kind of the same way. You know, I'm not going to be the, one of those guys that's like, oh, fitness is an art. Working out is an art. Like, I know what I do is great, and I know what I do is important, and I appreciate what I do. And I know my clients do, and people who don't have the lifestyle that I do appreciate fitness for that very reason. But for me, I like to follow people, especially friends that are doing different things in life, because it's fun to see other things. It's fun to see my friends doing really awesome awesome things in life and I love supporting them and rooting for them because that's what you do as a friend and especially when it's something that you're not involved in because you have no bias you you don't have to have any underlying reasons of why you're saying you're supportive or anything like that so that's why I do what I do and I feel like that helps with my complacency because I don't have to always get all the stimulus and all this information from social media. But when it does come to other parts of my life, I do say I am complacent. You know, like the last episode we talked about like certain, you know, ideas of relationships with me and how I feel about relationships. And I think a lot of people got some of the information misconstrued. They think I just want to be alone forever. And I, I guess I, when I rewatched parts of it, I kind of, I did kind of see that it was like, oh, I may have worded that wrong a bit. So I got, I kind of like took a step back and was like, how can I actually make this sound a little bit, a little bit more, I'm trying to think of the word that I would say, um, I, I, I just wanted to be more relative to how I was trying to express myself because I think the way I did express myself verbally was not accurate. It's not that I don't want a relationship or that I don't care if I have a relationship or I don't care about people. I love people. I love everybody that's in my life. 
you know, I also with women, I think women are incredible people, incredible individuals. You know, I was raised by all women. And if it wasn't for women, I wouldn't be here today. Whether it be my mom, my grandma, my daughters. If it wasn't for those people, I would not be here today. So I, I don't I don't take the feelings I have for women for granted. I think for me it's just that like I've invested so much of my time and effort into a woman or women that it's really taken it out of me. It's really it's taken its toll on me as a person and as an individual. It's not that it's a bad thing. I've learned a lot of things from experiencing other people. And you know, I spent, like I said in that last video, I spent a lot of time alone and spent a lot of time single. You know, I was single for a long, long time. I think I've been single for more parts of my life than I have been in a relationship. That's just my life. I know other people that have been in relationships more than they've been single. Not that it's been one relationship, but they've just been in relationships longer than they've been single. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I can't speak on that experience because I've never been there you know I was always a pretty shy kid growing up and I think if the person I was back then saw me doing what I'm doing now they would be, think I was a, a psycho I would have never thought I would start a podcast I would never I never in a million years would have thought I was gonna be like posting shirtless on Instagram and doing photo shoots and all that like I would have never in a million years thought that I would be in that position and here I am now talking to a camera with a light on me a mic I it blows my mind to see how much I've personally grown in that aspect I guess you could say but it's also like I know why I was the way I was because of how I was treated and I'm not saying it's like oh I was treated horrible I, I know people that have had way worse experiences than me I just do. I, I know people that I got treated really badly growing up. And, you know, I never had a terrible home life. My home life was great. I know some people that didn't have great home lives. I know that people thrived at school because home was hell. I didn't have that experience. You know, home was lonely. You know, being an only child and just being with my mom, but she worked a lot. She worked a lot to take care of me and to do what she needed to do to make sure that I was provided with at least the best schooling. Um, she never spoiled me. You know, my mom also taught me a lot growing up, like with just the idea of whatever you have in life, you have to work for it. You have to be able to say, I earn that. And if you earn it, I have no, she, she would always tell me, if you earn this, I have no problem getting it for you or doing that for you. But I can't just do it for you without any you know, work or effort. If you have zero effort in your body, I'm going to put zero effort into what you want because you clearly don't want to do enough to succeed. So why would I give you enough to make you feel like you don't have to try? And it's funny because like my mom never taught me to be complacent. She always taught me to be, you know, very aggressive when it came to handling things. It was never, oh, I'll get to it when I need to. It was always, I told you to do that right now, so I need it done now. I didn't ask you to do it in 10 minutes or in an hour. I needed it done now. And again, I, as much as I didn't want to, I would do it because you do that as a child. You take, you listen to your parents, or at least you should. And, you know, I guess as, as I've gotten older, I've learned the complacency. But, you know, my mom will be the first one to admit, too, she gets complacent. Everybody does. It's just a, a learned a learned character trait that we all get and it comes from comfortability. And I feel like when we're comfortable, that's when the most complacency comes in. Whether it be with work, whether it be with even a relationship. You know, I've seen a lot of relationships fall through because 
one side or both sides get complacent and they just get too comfortable and they start they stop putting effort into each other or into the relationship in general and then things fall through things fall through and fall out and you start to resent each other and it's it's just a downhill spiral effect and it it sucks it really sucks to see because you either miss out on a good opportunity you lose the person you care about the most and someone that you thought you were going to spend your life with just because you didn't appreciate them and you didn't give effort. And it's the same thing with anything that you could get comfortable with and not put effort into. You know, people get complacent with damn near everything. Being a trainer, I have clients that get complacent with their goals. Like, I'm always the type of trainer that, like, when we discuss goal setting, I we, I want to know your your ultimate goal. Tell me your your ultimate goal. What's the top goal that you want to achieve more than anything? Whatever that may be, I, it's usually something pretty big. You know, sometimes it's just oh, I just want to stay in shape. Cool, easy. We'll get that done. No problem. Other times it's I want to lose thirty pounds. And I want to drop ten percent body fat. Okay, it's not going to happen in the first month. So let's break it down. You want to lose 30 pounds. Let's start with 10 or 5. And you want to lose 10% body fat. Let's start with 1. Just focus on 1 first. And then once you get to 1, you know, okay, 1. Now I'll go to 2. That way it's not, I'm going to work so hard to get to 10. And once you get to 10, then what? Once you lose that 30 pounds, then what? Are you going to get back on your regular eating and stop making sure you take care of your body, stop working out? Or are you going to say, oh, I can lose another 15? I can go down another 5% body fat? That's why I like breaking it down into goals because next thing you know, you're already past your goal. If you're doing 5 or 10 pounds a week or a month or whatever you may be doing, I like to keep it at like 1 pound, depending on how much weight you're trying to lose. You know, if it's an exorbitant amount, yeah, maybe 1 pound a week if we can. If it's more, great. But healthy, we need to make sure that your body actually stays functioning to the highest level and not breaking down. You know, do small increments because if you do the smaller increments over time, yeah, it may take four months, five months, but you didn't set a time frame limit. You set a goal limit. Now, if you say, oh, I have three months to lose this much weight. In my head, that, be that means you were complacent because you waited this long to start that goal. You know you hired a trainer because it's not going to be easy to do it by yourself. So you either give yourself more time for that goal or change the goal. So you have three months, let's say, to lose 30 pounds for a vacation you may have, right? You're not going to be happy during that three months if you want to lose that 30 pounds. And most of the time I am honest with clients and I tell them that's not going to happen. Because it just doesn't. Like, the average client will not lose 30 pounds in three months because it's hard. I've done it. It's hard. You know, a few years ago, I decided to bulk and try to get as big as I possibly could. And I think I got to, like, 205 pounds. I was big. I was really big. But I bulked for a year. I didn't just do it in five weeks and got as fat as I could. I did it right. It took a, a long time to get there. But I got, did quality. I wanted to make sure I built my muscle more than gained fat and then I set a goal for myself I told myself I wanted to be ready for a photo shoot by November and this time it was like Father's Day so I don't even know what day Father's Day is May June July August September yeah like six months maybe maybe even I don't even know what day Father's Day is. Maybe June. Whatever day Father's Day was. That was the last day of my bulk. 205 pounds. Went out with, to dinner with my grandparents and my mom and my kids for that Father's Day. And ate everything I wanted to. Didn't hold back. Ate everything. Because I knew when I woke up the next morning, it was go time. So I enjoyed myself. I indulged and I did everything I needed to get done. And... When I woke up the next morning, didn't feel the greatest because of all the food, but I knew I had a goal. 
So in that time span from Father's Day to my photo shoot, which was like November, I just put it down, November 11th of that year, that same year, I lost like 40 pounds. I went from like, yeah, like 205 to like 165. And let me tell you, even in the five months or however long it was, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done physically. Mentally, it was fine because I'm, I've got a pretty strong mindset when it comes to physical goals. But physically, I mean, it was, it was not fun. It was so hard. And I do this for a living. So I tell people, I know from personal experience, it's not going to get done. So you either say, I have three months to lose 15 pounds and get ready for your, for your vacation whichever way you may look after 15 pounds or you don't go on vacation you push it back because that 30 pounds ain't going to come off if you're not going to grind you're not going to really dig deep for it and the average person is not especially if you work a nine to five and you have other like obligations to get done like if you're not working out five times a week if not more getting your cardio in, making sure every meal is on point it is going to be damn near impossible to get that specific of a goal done in that short of amount of time. I was able to do it because I do work out almost all day and I ate super clean, made sure I rested and I worked out as hard as I possibly could. And, you know, my body was breaking down little by little, but I was, you know, dropping the weight, the body fat was going down, but I mean, I was exhausted by the end of it. I mean, by the, like the week of my photo shoot, like what they call peak week, I was a, a fraction of the person I was physically and, and spiritually. Like it was, it was a daunting, daunting goal, but I got there. I mean, I was at the time I was at the best shape of my life. Um, this past year, 2020, I think I've probably surpassed that, but I also was doing other things. Like I hadn't started running then. It was a completely different avenue. I'm just saying from that experience at the time I was at the best shape of my life. But boy, it was hard. So I, I tell clients or people who are inquiring about becoming a client certain things like that because I'm not saying it because I've read about it or I know studies on it. I've done it. I've lived it. I have that personal experience, that personal life experience because I've been through it. You know, when it comes to diets even, obviously I have a background in nutrition, which some of you may not know. You know, that's my background. I may be a personal trainer and, and massage therapist, but I have a background in, in nutrition and, you know, dietetics. It's, that was my passion. I loved the food aspect of it. So I know how to eat properly. I know what your body needs and doesn't need when it comes to, you know, supplementation and nutrient absorption and all that jazz. I've done almost every diet there is out there, every fad diet, every... I've done keto, I've done vegan, I've done paleo. I haven't done carnivore because that just seems ridiculous. I like vegetables and fruit. Um, but yeah, I've done everything. I've done intermittent fasting. I still intermittent fast just because I feel the best off that. That's one, again, like part of dieting, it's like you have to figure out what works best for you. And intermittent fasting has worked best for me because I don't like to eat in the morning. I just don't. I'm not a wake up in the morning, I have to eat first thing. If I have a cup of coffee, or two and a, and a gallon of water, I'm good. I'm good for a long time. I'll train that way, I'll run, I'll do all that fast that I have no problem with it. But obviously you have to eat after. There's rules to every diet too. Most people just do the diet and don't really know too much about it or don't really read too much about it or don't supplement properly either. That's another big thing. You know, Supplements aren't there to do the job for you. They're there to supplement your diet. That's why they're called supplements. They're there to basically fill in the gaps between the kinetic chain of what your body should be functioning with with a regular diet or what you were used to before. You know, I don't I don't really think there is such thing as a regular diet because there's no such real thing as healthy or unhealthy foods. There are, there are some things like you shouldn't be eating like saturated fat and stuff like that. There are certain new, like ingredients or uh, like things that are contents of food that you should not be consuming because your body does not 
it's not supposed to like ingest those things. It's not supposed to be inside your body. And people always have a stigma on sugar. Like, oh, sugar's bad for you. It does this. It's like, I've had, I, I will, t- I can tell you right now, I've done a diet. Like I would say even the one that I was telling you about from the Father's Day, like where I started that diet and when I was cutting calories, I still had obviously enough calories at the beginning or towards the beginning, like where I could enjoy certain foods. Like I was eating ice cream, Pop-Tarts and like sour candy. I still lost weight, but there's rules to certain diets and how to eat properly. I'm not saying that's all I ate, but I ate those things because I wanted to and I fit them into what I wanted to eat and how I should have eaten. So junk food is really... um, It's a term I like to use loosely because there is no such thing as junk food. I mean, you can get fat off eating too much protein. Too much of any nutrient or anything in general, you can gain weight from. Too much of anything is bad for you in general. Too much of anything, too much stimulus of one specific thing could overdo you and actually hinder your performance or be detrimental to your health or anything. Too much TV is bad for you. Too much screen time on your phone is bad for you. Uh, too much makeup is bad for you. Too much, too much water could kill you. Like there, too much of anything is negative. But when I was in school, you know, I learned a lot of tricks of the trade when it comes to dieting and how to eat properly. And then I've done even my own research. You know, the internet is a beautiful thing, everybody. If you don't already know, there's a lot of information, free information out there that you could learn from every day, all day. And that's what I did. I loved the idea of enjoying other foods while I was dieting to lose weight. I loved that idea. So I was like, let me figure out how to do it. And I still practice that to this day. You know, in school, I wrote a paper on, you know, the misconception of artificial sweeteners because a lot of people also say that like, oh, diet soda is bad for you, isn't it? How do you eat diets or how do you drink diet soda or things with artificial sweeteners? Isn't that so bad for you? That could give you cancer. I'm not going to go into it too detail right now, but like, It's not. If you do it properly or don't drink an exorbitant amount of diet soda, you're fine. You know, too much sugar is bad for you too. Like, just because I'm not having, or if you were saying, oh, I'm not going to have artificial sweeteners. Okay, so you're going to have just a bunch of regular Coke? That's probably worse for you than diet soda and the aspartame and the artificial sweeteners that are in it. So, just do your research. Do your research and, you know, that goes hand in hand with complacency. You're complacent with your knowledge because you don't want to learn more. You just are going based off what you thought you knew or what you may have heard from someone else. There's a ton of information out there. Just got to learn it. Just got to invest your time into it, which is what I did. That's what I'm still doing. I still learn things every single day, which is awesome. You know? But it's all about what you want to do. Again, with the complacency, do you want to stay comfortable and possibly ruin whatever you're doing or not grow and not have a chance to actually be a better person or do better in whatever avenue you're in? I don't know. I don't know. And piggybacking off that, like going back into the whole relationship talk. Like if you're with someone that you truly care about, and I mean truly care about. I'm not saying like you've been together for five minutes and you're like, oh my God, I love this person. I mean you're with someone that you are genuinely just in love with and you know that this person is the right person for you. You know without a doubt in your mind. Are you going to continue to just be like, oh, I don't have to try anymore. I got her. I got him. I'm good now. Or are you going to say, you know what? I want them to know every day that I'm thankful for them and I'm thankful that they're in my life, that I love them, that I care about them, that they mean a lot to me. Are you going to be complacent and tell yourself that that's not important because you already know that they love you too? Like you you, you already know, oh, they love me. They love me. I, I'm good. Are you going to keep that love? Are you going to work to keep that love there no matter what? Because they may love you then and there, but who's to say they're going to love you in another five years? 
And that comes from working on what's working right now. Like, are you still trying when it comes to showing affection? Are you still trying when it comes to telling the person that you care about them and giving them, you know, words of affirmation? Like, if you know your, your partner's love language, you need, to, you need to explore that and never stop expressing those love languages you know like for me i'm a very simple individual i just need quality time and physical touch you know as long as we're spending time together and you know i'm able to be there with you and hold you and, and touch you i'm i'm good i don't need a lot else i don't need gifts words of affirmation are cool that's kind of like a secondary one for me but you know show me that you care you don't have to tell me. If your partner needs you to tell them that they ca that you care about them, then you need to tell them that you care about them. Because again, that's their love language. You need to always express that love language for them because that's how they interpret love. And that's how they're gonna know that you're not being complacent and you're not being comfortable with what, you, what you're doing. And you're not gonna just be happy the fact that, oh, I got her already, so I don't need to try anymore. They're gonna realize this person is still trying for me after however long. That's where the that's where their true victories come from. Your partner or whatever you're doing, knowing and showing that you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing, that you're actually succeeding at your efforts. Nobody wants to be doing anything for years and years on end, hence the job or the relationship, and not see any growth. Like, do you want to be with your partner for 12 years, 15 years, and not ever think about marriage or kids or a family? If you are, and that's that's what you and your partner agree on, awesome. But again, you had to have gotten there somehow, right? There had to have been some sort of effort to be talked about that, or again, you have to both be trying really hard to be on the same page. And if you are, you're winning. You know, you're not complacent when it comes to that part of your life, which is awesome. I envy that because <laughs> coming from a single guy, that's obviously what, what I say what I should say because I don't have it in my life but if I were to ever receive it I would be super lucky you know I would feel lucky as hell to have that but until then I'm still going to continue to try for myself to be a better version for me so that if someone does come into my life I'm the best version of me for that person it has nothing to do with being a better person for them all the time I want to be better for me first. I want to be able to say that I'm the best version of myself to be able to put out in the world. Because if I'm not, why would I want to just throw myself into someone's life and or have someone be thrown into my life when I'm not even on the the right trajectory or when I'm not happy with, with who I am or what I'm doing? Some people do that. It doesn't always work out. I can't say it doesn't always, because I don't really know many situations where that does work out. Where a person is not ready to be in a relationship and they just are like, oh, whatever, I'll get into a relationship. I don't ever see that working. It could. It could. Maybe that person is the reason you're going to change. Maybe that person's the person that's going to help you just change or get out of your rut. You don't know, but again, you have to be you have to be willing to try. There's nothing wrong with trying. You know, I don't know anybody that's never had a bad experience with the relationship. That's what you get when you get two different personalities connecting and coming together. There's going to be some, you know, banging. There's going to be some part of your personalities that don't rub well together. And there's going to be some that mesh perfectly. That's, that's the beauty of relationships. And then there's going to be some that just don't. They're just going to see constant clashing. And that's fine. It would be kind of weird if you're the exact carbon copies of each other just meeting and being together. That's that's a rarity. I don't know I don't know if I've ever seen that. You know, people always say opposites attract. Yeah, because there are some parts of being opposite that do help. But I don't see, like, the exact equal person being together you know like for me a lot of people always ask me like why don't you date a fitness girl or something like that like someone in that in that industry i could 
if I wanted to, I would try to, but that's not always what I'm going for. Like personally, I would rather have someone that has something else to offer or bring to the table. Cause again, I'm, that's my job. That's my life. It's been that for a long time. So I would like someone to have something else to offer or to talk about, you know, if I do end up with someone who's a fitness personality or something to do with fitness, like hopefully we can talk about other things than just fitness because nobody wants to talk about what they did for their workout every day for the rest of their life. You know, especially if you're going to be working out together. Oh, what are we doing today? It's like, let's talk about other things. I like conversation. I like substance. And I feel like for me personally, getting that from someone else that's in a different walk of life, I feel like that's the real win. That's where you become the other whole side of yourself because you're getting another part of you that you didn't think you knew or or needed and it's there now. So, you know, to each their own with that. But for me personally, it's, it would be great if the person I was with worked out. Like, that's awesome. But if imagine if, like, if I was with another trainer that had a podcast and had kids, like, what else are we going to talk about? Going to run out of things real quick. But who knows? I'm just speaking from ideology I don't really know much I haven't been in that situation so if I ever am y'all are gonna know about it but if I'm not then I'm not it is what it is I just want to be happy at the end of the day I just want to be happy I just want to be appreciated I just want to be loved and whenever that happens however that happens awesome but again it's gonna come from always trying always putting in effort, always giving a piece of yourself to that person, always making sure that person knows that you are there for them, you are with them, and it's a team effort. And the key word is effort. Effort. As long as you both are putting in effort, there's not going to be any reason to be comfortable and be complacent. You can always put forth more of yourself and more effort into a person, into a situation like that. And I hope everyone does find that because that's the key to life is finding happiness at the end of the day, going to sleep and waking up happy because you're able to say you're alive, you've got what you need and you've got what you want and you're going to continue to work at it. Ultimately, that's what we all should be striving for. I know that's what I'm striving for. So that about wraps it up for this one, guys. I really do hope that you took something away from this episode in general, or any of the episodes, to be honest. Um, And I apologize for, again, my verbiage of the last one, and it made it seem like I was hating on everybody that I'm around, but I don't. It's not that. It's not that I don't want to be happy or be in a relationship or I just want to be alone because that's that's where I know my happiness is. I'm just saying in my personal state right now, if I don't end up with anybody, I'm okay. But I'm always going to strive to want to be happy with another person because that's what I would like. That's what would make me happy is to, you know, have someone to be there for me as well. But if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with being there for myself. I'm okay with being enough for me, but that's not my ultimate goal. So if it happens that way, it does. But if it can happen the way I hope for it to happen, I would make me an extremely happy man. But I'm just waiting until it does, or if it does. And until then, I'm going to keep trying my for myself. Like I said, I'm going to keep doing my best to be the best version of myself. So that I can always say if I ever do get into a relationship or anything with another another individual, I don't want to ever say, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I would like to always be ready. And I feel like I am. 
I feel like at this moment in my life, I'm ready. Whether it happens or not, I'm ready. I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with where I am in life. And I'm always going to keep trying where I am in life. Even though I'm happy with where I am, I'm not going to stop trying. I'm going to still get better, still do more for work, still do more for this podcast as much as I can, and do more for the people I care about, which will make me happy and make me a better version of myself. That way when I do join with someone, there will be no hesitation, emotionally or physically. So if it does happen, it happens, and I'll be happy. If it doesn't, it doesn't, and I'm happy. I'm going to be happy at the end of the day regardless, guys. That's what I really want you to know. And I hope you guys are too. I hope this podcast has helped some of you guys out. And again, I'm just so thankful that it's growing the way it is. And I hope it continues to grow. So please continue to share this podcast with people. Share the episodes with your friends and family, whoever may need to hear it. Uh, I really do mean it that you guys are very important to me and your support means the world to me. And I will continue to remind you of how much I appreciate you guys. So for now, I will bid you guys farewell until the next one. Be on the lookout again, guys, on my Instagram for the next time I go live. I will be posting on my Instagram what topics we should talk about next. You know, kind of spice things up and not come straight off the dome for myself. I want to hear from you guys more. So yeah, let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you guys want to hear or talk about or have me talk about. I've gotten reached out to a couple times about possibly doing some guest appearances with people and um, having other people jump on the podcast. Let me know what you guys think about that too. Do you guys want to hear someone else's opinion with me? Do you guys want to hear me conversate with someone and you know bounce ideas off of and just have a discussion with? Sorry. Um, If you guys want that, let me know. And I'll talk to them and we'll figure something out. But if not, we can continue this. You know, I'm just getting some ideas right now. I have a couple people in mind. But we'll see what happens. For now, it'll just be me. But I do want to know some more topics from you guys. And we can go from there. So don't forget to... Like, comment, and subscribe. It's the only time I'm going to say it in this video. Thank you guys again so much. I will see you guys next week. Be on the lookout on the Instagram for the next live and the next questions and prompts and things like that. And I look forward to hearing from you guys and interacting with you guys more. I want to talk to you guys more. Talk to me. I would love it. So I'll see you guys later. That's it for me. Bye.